Hi guys, Coach V here. Welcome to another episode of Transformative Talk with Coach V. I am your host, Vanessa Green. Thank you for joining me for another episode of my podcast. Um, Thank you, whether this is your first time or if you've been listening the entire season, if you've been listening since uh, the inception of this podcast, I just thank you. I thank you for your continued support. I thank you for all prayers and encouragement as uh, I continue this journey, as I have the privilege of accompanying you on your journey to transforming the way that you think, the way that you talk and the way that you show up in the world, in your life, the impact and influence that you were able to have with others. Um, Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your journey. Thank you for being on this journey with me. I always say that I feel as if we are on this journey together because as I learn, I share and we learn and grow and go together. And so that's the beauty of it. I don't feel as if I am way ahead in this thing and I've got it all figured out. I'm figuring it out every day, just like you. Even as I record these podcasts, even as I prepare these episodes, I am always learning something new. There is always um, a, a wonderful nugget that God is is always sharing with me. And so I am just grateful to be in a position to where God trusts me enough to share these wonderful things with me um, that I then get to have the privilege of sharing with you and um, hopefully it has some type of positive influence and impact on your life as you continue to discover or even rediscover things about yourself that um, maybe you had forgotten and God is reawakening those things. Um, Maybe you have spent much of your time, effort and energy running away from the things that God has called, uh, called you to do. But now you're walking in the fullness of what you know ultimately is God's plan and purpose and will for your life. And so I just want to say thank you. I consider it an honor, a pleasure, and a privilege. And so as I was preparing for this topic, um, it was really kind of funny uh, because I, um, last week's episode of the podcast, we talked about failure. Um, and so God shared some amazing things with us in that podcast episode, um, gave us a different perspective so that we could shift in the way that we look and speak about failure. Um, and so this week we are talking about dealing with disappointment. And so as I was preparing for this episode, um, it, seem to be going back to talking about um, our perspective when it comes to failure. Um, 
And as God was just sharing things with me about failure, I realized that, like I said, last week, I'd already recorded an episode. Um, And then he just quickened me in my spirit immediately and said, this is part two. So we're going to be obedient to the instruction. We're going to talk about dealing with disappointment. And we're going to hear what he has to say about failure from this perspective. And as I, as God began to speak, I understood how it all goes together. Um, And so just travel along with me. God made it clear that he did this for a reason. And so I believe and trust God. And so we're going to go with God. I hope that you have um, something to write with. You have a journal, um, your favorite journal to take notes If you didn't catch last week's episode, I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to last week's episode where we talked about failure. um, And then you'll be able to really um, lock in on this week's episode as we talk about dealing with disappointment. If you don't have a favorite journal, I encourage you to go over to Amazon and get a copy of the Transformative Talk with Coach V podcast journal. Uh, It'll be a great way for you to keep up with all of your podcast notes from every episode. You can date them. You can go back and refer to them. You can make further notes as you meditate on the transformative truths. Um, They can become journaling prompts, your prayer prompts. They can even become affirmations. A lot of the transformative thoughts that we have every week uh, are, are affirmations that you can speak over yourself. And so I encourage you go and get yourself a copy today, get several copies, share them with your friends. Um, They make great little uh, gifts, you know, and gift bags, um, who doesn't love a, a, a nice journal? Um, so check it out and get yourself a copy and just have all of your notes all in one place so that you can go and refer to them. It's the Transformative Talk with Coach V podcast journal available on Amazon right now. And so we're going to talk about dealing with disappointment. Um, And it's always amazing how God will write this podcast. Um, It's it's almost like he gives me the ending and we walk it. We walk it back. We work backwards. Um, And and so I love the way that he thinks and he speaks to me and makes it very plain and illuminates things for me. So hopefully I can make it very um, palatable and understandable, easy for others to follow um, so that these are things that you can really apply to your life. You can grasp the concept and apply these things to your life. That's the whole point is that we go from understanding what the the issues are. Um, we, we begin to shift um, and now we have some practical application, some practical tools and skills that we can use going forward to shift to transform our our perspective, our mindset, our heart posture, the way that we speak about um, these things, the way that we present them to others, the way that we show up um, and um, present Christ, represent Christ, represent Christ. You know, it's all in our mindset um, and it's all in the way that 
we are walking through these various things that help others to determine how they are now going to walk through things, handle situations and circumstances. And so we're going to talk just a few minutes about um, failure. We're going to look at the definition um, and I picked out just two key things that will fall into place a little later. Um, a lot of times when we think about failure, we talk, we think about falling short. A lot of times also, when you look up the definition of failure, it's giving way under stress. If we think about um, an athlete and they are very trained, well-conditioned, um, constantly practice, workouts, very disciplined. But there may be a time that their knee may fail them. It may give way under stress. You know, they may twist that ankle or, or, or tweak that, that knee um, under stress, um, even though they may be a well-conditioned athlete. They may do exercises and do particular things to, to make sure or to ensure that that particular part of their body does not fail them in the critical times and the most important times um, in, in those dire moments. Sometimes it's inevitable that it'll happen. It may fall short. It may give way. And it's the same thing with us as believers, as followers of Christ, we can spend so much time studying the word. We can spend a lot of time uh, being not just hearers, but doers of the word, being faithful to, you know, our God-given assignments and tasks. But there are times where we may fall away. There's that we may fall short, that that um, our fleshly, um, desires or our flesh rises up and it gives way under stress. Even though we've made this decision that we're completely sold out for Christ, we're living our life for Christ, we're going to serve God. Temptation comes to see if we will give way under that stress. Um, and so we're going to talk a few minutes about how we get to a place um, where it's very difficult for us to deal with disappointment. Because of course, we know that with disappointment comes with with failure, excuse me, with failure, there comes a level of disappointment. Um, and so this is the other side of that same coin that we're going to talk about uh, when it comes to failure. Um, last week, we talked about just the fear of failing, which I think is probably um, something that each and every person on this planet has experienced at one point in time in their life, worried about what others think, all of those types of things. Um, and we then shifted the way that we saw failure 
in just acknowledging and accepting the fact that we are going to fail, that it's inevitable, that we're not going to knock it out of the park every time. There are going to be missteps. There are going to be poor decisions and poor choices. We're going to trust people, you know, that are going to disappoint us. They're going to misuse us. They're going to mistreat us. They're going to um, misappropriate us and take advantage of the gift that we have for their benefit. Um, And so we're going to have those failures, but we look at them now as opportunities of growth for growth. We look at them um, as opportunities for God to teach us patience, wisdom, discernment, um, to carefully consult him, um, to to watch and pray. And so we we now um, reframe how we look at failure and look at them as opportunities and 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 as instead of saying, you know, I failed at this, I failed miserably, I, I screwed this up, we look at it as, you know, an opportunity to be strengthened in a certain area. We look at it as an opportunity to reflect upon the, the what was said, uh, what persuaded us to make this choice as opposed to stopping and waiting and, and praying and consulting God, you know, fasting and praying and seeking God for wisdom. So now we look at it as an opportunity and we're not um, trying to deceive ourselves or lie to ourselves or think that we are, you know, without, you know, you know, without fault in situations. A lot of times we get ahead of God. We are so anxious. We don't believe that he's going to do it. He's not going to be on time or whatever the case may be. And so, you know, we go ahead of him and we take care of a situation and we end up making a bigger mess of the situation than originally, um, than the original, uh, mess that it was. And so now he has to clean up, uh, clean up a mess on top of a mess, Um, And so and then we, you know, sometimes we want God to bless something that he did not start. And failure is is sure to happen because he wasn't in it to begin with. And so how do we get to a place that now we're disappointed? We failed and we're disappointed. And we have to deal with the consequences. We have to deal with the backlash. We have to deal with our choices and decisions at this point. And so here are some things that that God shared with me about how we get to this place. The first thing that God shared with me is that we don't want to disappoint other people. When dealing with disappointment, we don't want to disappoint other people. Again, I'm going to use the example of athletes. You know, they train, they sacrifice, they they work hard their entire life to attain a certain goal. Uh, be it to win a championship, win a gold medal, uh, be, you know, number one in the world. There's something that an athlete sacrifices when it comes to their particular sport, even in business. Um, you know, if you look at maybe, you know, families that have legacies of wealth, you know, there's an expectation for the, the son or the daughter to be equally as successful when the baton is passed and and they may uh, may not have a desire to to do that they may have a desire to to go in to another arena they may desire to 
um, you know, travel the world and, and be a doctor. Um, they may desire to, you know, be an artist or, or pursue something that is outside of what the family business is, so to speak. And so we, we have um, this huge um, concern with not wanting to disappoint other people. They've invested their time, their money, their effort, their energy. They've set at all the rehearsals. They've sacrificed to go to all the games and the practices and purchase the equipment and spent their Saturdays and weekends, you know, at, at competitions. And um, if, if we're really honest, even though we may not say it, they expect a return on their investment. It's just like anybody that invests in the stock market. Anyone that, um, you know, makes any type of investment, they expect a return. And so we have that fear of not wanting to disappoint others. There's a weight. We think about athletes that we've heard time and time again say that they, you know, are doing this to take care of their family so they can buy their mom a nice house so that they can take care of all of their friends, which sidebar, complete sidebar. I don't understand that, that we got to take care of, you know, all the homies from the hood. But I digress, you know, so we don't want to disappoint. Sometimes we end up doing something that we really don't want to do. But because so many people are depending upon our success in this area, we already feel a weight and a pressure, which, by the way, takes the fun out of that particular activity to begin with if we maybe stop to take the time and look at some of our athletes or I'm just using athletes as an example it it could be musicians it could be anybody of you know any type of level of success if they're honest there's a pressure and it's to take care of all of these people that you've allowed to hang on and be you know be a part of the the quote-unquote crew and they're eating and sleeping and shopping and all of that stuff off of you, there's a pressure to maintain their lifestyle on top of your responsibilities. And so we don't want to disappoint. So the very thing that used to be the thing that we love now becomes the thing, the very thing that we hate, that we abhor, that we um, become very bitter towards. We resent it. Um, but even though we may feel all of those things, we still don't want to disappoint. So we do it anyway. We continue to play. We continue to do whatever it is because we don't want to disappoint. We don't, we would rather be unhappy than disappoint other people. And listen, I have a thousand percent been there. I probably still to some degree deal with that um, because you don't want to be a disappointment. You want to make people proud. You want people to feel confident and comfortable in, you know, when they've entrusted you with an assignment or a responsibility or, you know, something of that nature. But I think it has to be within reason. And so we have to learn to separate the two. 
and know the difference between wanting to do a good job so that we meet the expectations of a person but not putting so much weight on it that we think that if we don't do a good job they're going to make a phone call and we're going to hell not so Um, we've talked about even when we talked about um, last the the week um, before we talked about competition and comparison and the thing that's important to remember um, I don't know if it was the week before the, the week before that we talked about comparison and competition when the fact of the matter is we should only be concerned with what God says and what God thinks. That's the only person that we should please and we should be responsible with that. Um, and so we got to have proper perspective when it comes to this thought process of not wanting to disappoint other people. The next thing is that we don't like to be disappointed or feel as if we fell short. So we don't want to be um, a disappointment to ourselves because, you know, we start that self-sabotage, the negative self-talk. So that takes us that that takes us down a very dark road. Uh, we start spiraling out of control because um, we start saying you know, negative things to ourselves that take us to um, a, a, a negative space. It takes us to a bad head space. It takes us to um, thoughts and, you know, maybe even behaviors that cause us to um, now end up on a path that can set us back several several steps we question or doubt the assignment the call on our lives um, the task to begin with what God has you know called us to do that's another piece of clarity that we need to have is that you know we have to make sure that you know what we're doing God has called us to do it Uh, because if he's called us to do it that means he's anointed us to do it And so when things don't quite go the way that we think, we think that we fell short or we've completely, you know, just bombed at it. We begin to question our abilities. If God meant this for for this thing, you know, for it to be us to do this thing, um, is it really what we're supposed to be doing? Is this um, why I failed because I wasn't called to it to begin with? So we start asking these questions that cause a lot of negativity and doubt, fear starts to come in, unbelief starts to come in. And that's the enemy trying to distract us and knock us off our block. Um, and we have to be very, very clear that when those thoughts come in, and we've talked about this even in this season, you know, we've got to start changing that talk and just tell ourselves, you know, sometimes you just have to tell yourself to shut up. And in and, and that, in this is something that is not so. And so we have to begin to, you know, start to shift that. But we've got to have it in proper perspective. We don't need to start downing ourselves and talking bad about ourselves and being hard on ourselves and being harsh and critical and, you know, speaking poorly. Start this self-deprecating um, talk um, when we speak to others about it. Others are trying to be encouraging and lift us up and we're just 
you know, with every good thing, every positive thing they say, we say something to cancel it out. Um, We need to be mindful of that. The last thing that God shared with me is that we believe the lies of the enemy. And so these last two kind of go together Um, in the sense that when we start that negative self-talk and we start self-sabotaging, we're believing the lies of the enemy that we're not good enough, we're not qualified, we're not smart enough. This is not meant for us to do. It's not our time. We'll never uh, be able to accomplish this. This is too impossible. You don't come from the right background. You don't have the right pedigree. You don't have the, the support that you need. Those kind of things. Here's the other side of that coin when it comes to believing the lies of the enemy. We allow our disobedience and or laziness, whichever it is, to let us make excuses to try to justify the fact that we did not give that thing, that assignment, that that task, our very best effort. We weren't faithful. We weren't consistent. We weren't persistent. And so when things don't work out, And it could be the fact that we didn't do what we were supposed to do when we were supposed to do it, the way we were supposed to do it, according to what God said to us. We want to make all these other excuses. I was so busy. I didn't have enough time. And we all have the same 24 hours in a day. It's what we do with our time. And so we believe the lies of the enemy when he starts to give us these excuses like, well, that's okay. Such and such a do it. Um, that's okay. It really wasn't meant for you to do it really, you know? And so when, when people ask us or we're somewhat challenged or we feel convicted instead of just saying, Hey, I wasn't faithful over. I didn't get up every morning to do the workout. I didn't eat healthy. Like I should have, you know, been eating instead of accepting responsibility and being accountable, we make excuses And we believe that. So when we repeat it, it's the story that we tell to everybody that asks, even if they don't ask, we still tell the story uh, because we want them to believe that. And the more we tell it, we believe it. And so we feel like the more we tell it and we believe it, then they'll believe it. Maybe they'll feel sorry for us. Maybe there will be some pity. Maybe they will let us slide this time. And so if they let us slide this time, oh, I know how to manipulate. I know how to double talk. I know how to, um, you know, make the excuses so I can just skate through life from here on out. See how we easily go back to backsliding. See how easy it is to go back into this old mindset and behavior all because we did not stay faithful to the assignment because for some reason we thought it was just going to be too hard or we listened to what the enemy said. And so we started making these excuses when really it was the opportunity. It was the God moment for us to match our natural with God's super. It was our opportunity to do the part that we could do and then allow God to do the parts that were impossible to make this great thing happen. It was our opportunity to get closer to God, to seek him for um, all wisdom and knowledge and understanding on how to do this, get the specific instructions, allow him to lead and guide and direct us and do what he, you know, asked us to do, you know, do the work, show up, follow the instructions, 
and I will take care of everything else. So we missed that opportunity. So because we missed the God moment, now we want to make excuses. Today is the day that we now shift that. I know there was a mouthful. So let's just take a deep breath. As we now begin to shift and talk a little bit about our transformative thought for the week. This is important because now this begins the shift. This begins the transition into a new new mindset, um, a new way that we talk about it, a new way that we walk in it, a new way that we own it. Um, And now we begin to make changes so that um, God can begin to reveal to us a new way to now walk through these types of challenges when the responsibility becomes greater when the territory is enlarged. Even if it's something small, we know how to now be faithful over it. We now will have a perspective that we do not fear any type of failure or disappointment because we know we are following the instructions according to what God has given us. And so here is the transformative thought for the week. God will always love me even when I disappoint him we're just gonna let that breathe God will always love me even when I disappoint him listen when when God shared that with me It hit me like a ton of bricks. It really resonated in my spirit when God shared this with me and I could not wait to share it with you all Um, because this is something that we really need to sit in. And I know that this episode is going to be a little longer, a little extended, but I think it's worth taking the time and really walk this thing down so that there's complete understanding and hopefully some healing when it comes to this. If we're completely honest, we've disappointed God a lot time and time again. Now he does not bring it up. He does not judge us or punish us, punish us according to our disobedience, our completely ignoring his instructions and directions. God doesn't, you know, he doesn't rain that down on us. Thank God for that. But we do disappoint him. However, he yet still loves us. He yet still chases after us. He yet still gives us purpose. He still entrusts us with the gifts to do great and mighty exploits here in the earth. He still yet um, continues to provide for us and protect us. He'll always love us. Never in his word did he say that he would stop loving us. 
he knew before we were formed in our mother's wombs, we were going to be disobedient, that we were going to go astray. He knew that we were going to make decisions. We were going to go ahead of him. He knew that we were going to do all of those things, but yet he was still patient and long suffering. He endured with us. He rode that thing out with us. And now these are things that we can sit back and laugh and just thank God that he did, you know, wait on us to get it together because now we have this amazing testimony. We have this rock solid evidence in our life that God is faithful, that he is trustworthy, that he is a man of his word, that he keeps his promises. Um, We have all of this evidence. It's not just something that we read in the Bible, but it's something that we experience firsthand time and time and time again. And so we should always just take a moment, even when those things come back to our remembrance, to give God glory. You know, there's a song that that, um, everyone is um, singing Um, And it's so true. It's C.C. Winans, you know, all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. And so even in just those two lines, like that helps us to remember that God will always love us, even though we disappoint him. And so it's 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 worthy to note that even though we experience these disappointments And even though men may be disappointed with us, at the end of the day, um, God is not shocked by those things. He continues to work with us through all of those things. He continues to to work with us. He continues to, to talk to us. He continues to be there for us. He continues to show up for us. He continues to show out for us. And so now we shift because we know that he's been faithful and he's been so, so good to us. And now we shift into these transformative truths that make up the part two of talking about failure. So this is where God really got into some good things that now we have this different perspective when it comes to disappointment through the eyes of failure. And so we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 13, 5 through 9. Um, And I want to read this because I really want you to grasp uh, what God is saying. And I'm looking at the message version of this scripture, 2 Corinthians 13, 5 through 9. Test yourself to make sure you are solid in the faith. Don't drift along, taking everything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. We've talked about this in previous episodes, how we need to check in with ourselves every now and then to see how we're doing. You need firsthand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. I hope the test won't show that we have failed. But if it comes to that, 
We'd rather the test showed our failure than yours. We're rooting for the truth to win out in you. We couldn't possibly do otherwise. We don't just put up with our limitations. We celebrate them. And then we go on to celebrate every strength, every triumph of the truth in you. We pray hard that it will all come together in your lives. I think that this is an amazing uh, passage of scripture because it speaks to, to every, every, every level. It speaks to the failure. It speaks to even the victory that we experience in spite of the failure, in spite of the disappointment. This, this scripture is so powerful. You know, it, it, it says we're, uh, we don't just put up with our limitations, we celebrate them. And then we go on to celebrate every strength. Because there, we do have limitations. We do have things that we fall short in. We do have things um, that are going to give way under stress. But the prayer at the end of the day is that it will all come together in our lives. The Bible tells us that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. The thing about it is that it all works together. The good and the bad, the bitter and the sweet the hard and the easy. It all works together. That's what makes the great testimony. That is how we are able to win souls um, into the kingdom. This scripture tells us, test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. I hope the test won't show that we have failed, but if it comes to that, we'd rather the test showed our failure than yours. We're rooting for the truth to win out in you. So at the end of the day, the truth comes out. When we fail, we see the shortcomings. We see what gave way. We see the weaknesses. We see um, the the not so uh, well covered areas. We see where we were exposed. That's, That's the great thing about failing. There's a positive. There's an upside to the disappointments because now we get to see those areas that we need to be built up in. So here's the first transformative truth. I have several, so I'm really trying my best um, to to do this in a way that's um, really giving deference to what God spoke. Failure means there's a deficiency. We're lacking in something in some area. And if we don't check it, we could do damage to other people. So if we don't look at those deficiencies in ourselves, just like the scripture said, I hope the test won't show that we have failed. But if it comes to that, we'd rather the test showed our failure than yours. I'll take the lick so that you don't have to take the lick. I will, you know, examine the deficiencies in myself so that you will know to prepare yourself in this area better than me. Greater works shall you do. So we don't just put up with the limitations. We celebrate them as 2 Corinthians 13, 5 through 9 says. So 
we have to stop, evaluate, reevaluate, check it again so that when we go out, when we are talking to other people, when we are speaking, when we're ministering, when we're encouraging, when we're pouring into, when we're mentoring, when we're coaching, when we're counseling, whatever the role that we have, whatever the responsibility is that we have, we're not doing damage to that individual. We're not harming that person. We're not misinforming them. We're not, um, teaching them from a place of bitterness, anger, and resentment. We've gotten healed and set free and delivered from that. And because of our um, shortcoming in that area, the area that gave way under the stress, you know, we we gave into the temptation and we lost our temper. We said something that we shouldn't have said. We can now go to that person and say, learn from my mistake. Be slow to speak, but quick to listen. Consult the Holy Spirit. Pray about a matter before you speak on a matter. Seek God for wisdom. Ask the Holy Spirit for discernment. These are now the lessons that we give other individuals because we gave way under stress. Amen. Failure does not mean that it's the end. This is my second point. The first point was failure means that there's a deficiency, that we're lacking something in an area. The second thing is failure does not mean that it is the end. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of your life. It doesn't mean that you're going to be, you know, exiled or, you know, yeah, people may talk about you. People may uh, have their opinion or what have you, but it's not the end of the world. It may, you know, it's just the end of that particular incident. That's just, that's just a wrap on that. That's okay. It doesn't mean um, this is, you know, it's not the end. It may feel like it, but it's not. Okay, it's actually the beginning of something. So we now have to reframe and change our perspective and change our lens. It's actually the beginning of something. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So now we have to seek God for what the new thing is. What do I what am I to learn from this God? What are you saying? in this situation. If I walk this thing back and look at the choices and decisions, if I look at the things that I said, what was said, where did I jump the gun? Where did I lag behind? These are the things now we get to analyze and the Holy Spirit begins to reveal. Next point. Failure is not an indication that your life is over. It just means that that particular thing, that chapter is over and it's time to move. Sometimes we can stay in a place a little bit too long for whatever reason. And our motives and intentions may really be pure. And it causes us to miss God in an area that he's been trying to move us to. And so he has to shut that book. He has to close that chapter of our lives. He has to remove that person out of our lives. He has to remove us out of somebody's life so that They're no longer hindered. They're no longer held up. They're no longer held back. And so that whatever is meant for them can now come into that spot. And the same thing applies to us. We're no longer held up, held back, held down, held hostage. We're no longer stagnant. We're no longer um, frustrated and vexed in our spirit. And so it's an indication that there that something needs to change. Something has to shift. Something has to move. This person has to be removed. And so the person that can help you um, 
move a little bit farther, the person that can push you a little bit further can now take their rightful place in your life. You know, people that you started out with may not necessarily be the people that you end with. They can maybe take you only so far, but they have to be moved to the side or completely removed altogether so that the right people that have that anointing, that have that wisdom, that have that knowledge can now step into that role and push you into your destiny. They can push you into your purpose. And so you can't drag people along just because you're comfortable with them. They don't have the capacity to move you to where God needs you to be. And your capacity is far greater that they don't have it. It's no hard feelings. It's no love lost. You may be able to join, you know, together with them in a later time. But for the moment, they've got to be moved. They got to be removed so that they can be replaced so that you can be re-energized, restored, be, uh, be replenished. Um, you, you, you've got to be able to, to know that and accept that and know that that's the will of God for your life. Failure is an indication there is an opportunity for growth, for something new, for strengthening, for refinement, for repurposing, all of these things. So we've got to look at failure from a perspective of it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for something great to happen in your life, but you have to be willing to embrace it and accept it. Failure reveals where you need to be built up, what needs to be torn down completely. It reveals the weak spots, just like the weak spots in a floor where there's a creek. You know, it's exposing a weakness. And so it's an opportunity to, to, to see where those, where those areas are. It, it's an opportunity to, to show where things, you know, need to be completely torn down altogether. And we have to understand that that thing gave way for a reason. So seek God for the why. Seek God for the how. How to rebuild. How to replant. How to um, fortify it and make it stronger. Seek God for the who. Seek God for the where and seek God for the what. This is my final thought. Failure keeps us reliant on God and the power of God. We can do nothing without him in and of ourselves, in our fleshes of no good things. So we have to remember that at the end of the day, failure keeps us reliant, solely dependent on God. He strengthens us. We have deeper and closer relationship. It widens our relationship with God. We can understand the breadth and the depth, the height, the width, the expansiveness of God and what he desires to do in and through our lives. And at the end of the day, we have to be reminded that God needs us to be solely dependent on him, not man, not our husbands, not our wives, not our bosses, not our pastors, but solely dependent on him. He uses people to show us favor, to uh, give us wisdom and knowledge, to give us opportunities. But favor only comes from the Lord. Amen. Amen. I hope that there was something that was said that blessed you and gives you a different perspective on failure through uh, through the eyes of disappointment or disappointment through the eyes of failure. 
I thank you for joining me for another episode of Transformative Talk with Coach V. I hope that you will join me again on next week as we talk um, about a brand new topic. We have brand new revelation, transformative truths. Um, We have a new transformative thought as we continue this journey to being made new. Keep showing up and keep doing your work. And remember, I am always, always rooting for you. Thank you so much for joining me. Until next time.